A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Live from St. Anthony's High School and Nolan's respective location. Which is where? The Diocese of Rockville Center. The Diocese of Rockville Center, you're in your office? That is correct. This is episode 44, a.k.a. Mike Cameron. But no one will get that reference. But Sean and I have a story, but we're not going to go into it. Yeah, we can't tell that story. But we are with, again, our favorite, Mr. Michael Clawberg. Yeah, buddy. It's the claw. It's Mission tradition. Control, do you read me? Clawberg <laughs> <laughs> is wearing headphones that looks like he's getting a hearing test from the 1980s. <laughs> Raise your right hand. <laughs> Raise your right hand. <laughs> Raise your left hand. <laughs> it's, it's tradition now, right before Christmas, Christmas yeah. that we have Clawberg on and that Father Sean and I record in person. Because tonight we're watching Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, I kind of want to get in on that. Eight years strong, right? Nine years. Nine years strong. Because we started in 2009. And it's 2018. Yeah. Nine years strong. Wow. What are we going to do for the 10th year? I think we have to rent out a movie theater. I think so, too. And not invite anyone but you, me, and Tom Jennings. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone can come after, but we watch the movie alone. Have we ever told that story? I don't think it works on a podcast, but we can. I'll I'll give the Cliff Notes version. Basically, we went to see Avatar in the city nine years ago, and it sold out. And the gentleman who drove us was all mad, and he made the rest of the evening very painful. So the only thing that we could do to make it worthwhile was to watch Ernest Saves Christmas. And it was the Tuesday before Christmas. So for nine years, we've watched Ernest Saves Christmas on the Tuesday before Christmas. Except for the times we watched it on a different day. Exactly. But this year, it is the Tuesday before Christmas. And guess what? Although today is a great day, he'll still save the day. So on a separate note, last episode ended with uh, Nolan disappearing. At the end. Yes. Would you like to tell the story of why you disappeared at the end, Nolan? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about this. Of course. I didn't. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered. That, so, that just means that Father Sean is actually editing the podcast. Yes, I, so. I'm doing my job. Well, I, it, wasn't that, it wasn't that I escaped at the end of the episode. I, I escaped after recording, right? That's when I All right, I whatever. Off. So we were having our, we were having our post-recording wrap-up session. Where we're kind of like talking about stuff, but I think I think it had quickly turned into something else. But anyway, I had to run out because that entire time, my youngest son Brett, who was named after Sh- Father Sean, of course, <laughs> um, Brett uh, had been a, a really good good boy. He the whole time we were recording, which was I was probably in there for a good forty five minutes recording. He just played in his playroom, did his thing. Watched a little TV, like he was like you know three years old, but but being independent as as I could ask a three year old to be. Well, I, you know, I, as as any good dad would, as as we're recording the podcast, I'm like also listening every once in a while to to Brett to make sure he's all right out there because he he talks to himself, so it's good. So 
I noticed by the time we wrapped up recording that I had not heard Brett talking to himself in a while, which is really odd because Brett really doesn't stop talking ever. <laughs> so I went outside outside the uh, the door to, to, to check on him, and he wasn't in the playroom anymore. I went upstairs, and poor Brett was in the bathroom upstairs. Now, mind you, I have a bathroom downstairs he could have used, but he didn't. He went all the way upstairs. He knows and big I, jobs are for upstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, found, I found him upstairs yelling out, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, which is code word for it's time to wipe, Dad. <laughs> and poor Brett was, you know, it, it, just in his birthday suit, in the bathroom and uh, waiting for dad to come. He could have been there for like 20 minutes. I don't even know. But that's 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 my poor dad's story of, uh, yeah. of the month. Clawberg has a story to add. It's not a poor dad story, but still a dad story. Yeah. Uh, I just remember all those times I was changing diapers and working so hard, getting up the early morning hours. Actually, no. I probably ever did that. My wife did that all the time. So I'm very thankful for my wife, and I'll say that publicly on the podcast. Uh, this way, I get lots of love from my wife. This How Christmas. often does she listen to this podcast? Never. So, <laughs> <laughs> this, could, this could be the breakthrough day, which she hears. I spoke about it, and then here she'll be listening to the podcast that gives me so much love and passion in my life as I'm driving to St. Anthony's High School. You gonna tell the story? You gonna tell the story? What was that? What was the intro? It's like a thirty-minute introduction. About about what? About how uh, you you were listening with your daughter. Oh yeah yeah. Well okay. So we were in the car and I saw there was a new podcast, so I was pretty excited. So I decided to play it with my daughter in the car, and I figured this would be my opportunity to expose her to the uh, Untitled Catholic podcast. And so I decided to play it. And pretty much the opening monologue of it is how I think podcasts are watching and you guys made jokes about me in the beginning and my daughter was laughing. So she might watch it more often now since she made fun of me. So. Well played. Well played. So this is one of the only times Claude Burke has actually watched the podcast because... We can we're, we're streaming over the internet via Google Hangout. Yeah, and we can. He's see literally Nolan, watching it right and now. Nolan can see us, and we can see each other. And we have well, I gotta say, if if this is what watching the podcast is, then it's just it's not worth it. <laughs> well, actually, we actually have a visitor with us who is technically watching the podcast. Yes, we do. Yes. We have Liz Welling, who is our theology department head right now at St. Anthony's oh, High School. Oh, she's watching right now? She's, she's watching right now. Come over here and say hi to Nolan. Liz, look, come behind us and wave to him. Uh, she uh, has done a great job. She's best friends with uh, Sister Mariel Gabriel from the Sisters of Life. So she uh, has some top-notch friends in the Catholic world, which is pretty exciting. Very I exciting. I have friends in the Catholic world, too. But uh, are they as holy as a Sister of Life? Yes. Oh what? wow! Touche, oh. touche. Not, right. not, but not, not a fully professed sister of life. Okay, well, Sister Maria Augustine, formerly known as Anne Marie Correa. Yeah, she's pretty holy. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I know so. you and Clawberg and Nolan. So I, yeah, I got, I got and nothing. Ike and Ricky, Ike and Ricky, that's who we foisted on the Montanas. Yeah, that's, that's those are uh, negative. Those are negative points. <laughs> 
I speak it up. I, Ricky. The Moncadas are saints. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Every how, one how, of them. All how did the Ricky concert go? Actually, it went great. He was Good. awesome. He was like. I think you mean Bueno, but. <laughs> Muy Bueno, yeah, if I see. might. Did anyone um, give him a Topo Chico? <laughs> no, no. I don't, can you get a Topo Chico on Long Island? Yeah, you can, if you could get a Topo Chico in Tennessee, you could get one on Long Island. I guess you could get it if you know the right people, right? If yeah. you know the right places to the go. Hip places. Yeah. If you know the right spots to frequent. But it, it went well. It went great. He really, he was like exactly like he was. The, he really was the perfect uh, for all the the times we bust his chops. He was like the perfect person for that event because it was a it was a bilingual mass. You know, he he knows the the contemporary Christian worship music and that he can do it in Spanish as well. It was it was just really cool. That's great. And it got him out of my house for a couple of days, so I thank you for that. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> um, the story that I have, it would, speaking of my house, it's a good segue. Um, we think it involves Ricky. We, there is something in the walls of the house, and we don't know quite what it is. So I had to call Pete from Black Diamond Pest Control. <laughs> of course came, it was Pete. Pete came over from Chicago. We're talking. He's doing his thing. He's checking. Does he know Mark Baccarat? Yeah, no, I asked him. Um, <laughs> and Pete is is looking around, and I'm like, there's something in the walls. We can't tell. It sounds big. I saw a raccoon outside. He's like, oh, no. But so he goes, he looks through the stuff, and he thinks it's a rat. Everyone thinks it's a rat because it like he could see the little tunnels that they make in the insulation. So he puts a bunch of rat poisoning down, and then he walks outside. He looks on the roof, and a piece of the siding is off. So he's like, "Oh, I don't maybe maybe the r- raccoon got in there. I don't know." So he's he doesn't know what to quite quite what to do. So he's like, "At least I'm gonna to cover up the siding on the house." So he goes on the roof, and as he goes on the roof. He starts slipping, and now I'm like, he's hanging out to the gutter. I was like, who do you call first, 911 or Black Diamond? So now I'm going through all these things, and he has like this hammer slash axe that he's trying to hammer the siding back. And then there's this guy in the roof, and Ricky comes back. He's like, oh, what's that? And then Pete yells down, I'm throwing the hammer down so I can slide back and catch the ladder. So I tell Ricky, I'm like, go away, because he's going to throw this. Ricky's going to wander around, and he's gonna, this guy's going to throw his hammer at him. And then all that to say is when Ricky came home after playing that mass, the, the thing is still in the walls. So we don't know what it is yet. The so thing speaking is still of there. rats, all the, uh, there's enough rat poisoning to kill a rat or a raccoon, so I'm not concerned. But do raccoons like rat poisoning? Uh, they'll probably nibble on it. It's a twisted. It's a twisted. So the how rat, the rat, the rat, the rat, the rat, because it makes you thirsty, and, and you drink, and it kills you. And yeah, you leave to drink, and it kills you. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, so about a year ago, the our youth group was doing um, service for the Missionary Sisters of Saint Benedict, and we were raking leaves and stuff, and I had this big leaf blower, and <laughs> as I was blowing the leaves, a dead squirrel blows into the. So I just blew it back on the side and I figured I would ask the the um, sisters what they wanted me to do. So now it's starting to snow and I'm blowing leaves and snow and the sister comes over 
And as she's coming over to tell me, she kept saying, more here, more here, pointing to the side. And I was like, okay. And as I do it, the squirrel blows out again. And she's like, be careful the rat, be careful the rat. <laughs> she picks up the squirrel by the tail, looks at it, holds it close to her face, then chucks it into the woods and keeps going, more here, more here, more here. <laughs> <laughs> but that rat did not die of natural I mean that squirrel did not die of natural causes It looks like something bit it And didn't like the taste and Oh jeez ah. Shout out to Emma and Andy Who listen to this podcast And we're also there Andy Andy <laughs> Nolan what's new with you Anything Actually you drink, you drink I'm just drinking water. No uh, risky drinks. No, risk, no risky drinks. drinks. All right. No. I did. I did have the the plain watermelon on, alone version of that drink I told you about last time. Sans the ginger, it wasn't the same. <laughs> you I need deeply, the ginger to burn your throat. Yeah, like the, I I took one sip and I, I immediately regretted the decision. I was like, I need the ginger. But that's a story for another time. For I had, now, I so had I have, guava kombucha and I almost forgot I was drinking kombucha for a second. Wait, answer me this though. Isn't kombucha like mushrooms? Fermented yeah. mushrooms, yeah. All of it is, right? It, yes, that's what it, and then they add flavor so that it doesn't taste as vinegary. Who's guava? Guava is a type of fruit. Oh. Who's guava? <laughs> Never met him. It's his neighbor. <laughs> yeah, guava does the laundry at the at the rectory. Oh my gosh. That's not true. I did the laundry at the rectory. <laughs> For me at least. I don't touch cover up. I don't touch yeah, anyone else's yeah, dirty yeah. undies. <laughs> so listen to this. I, w- I was uh I was blessed to have have dinner with uh a couple of our uh, our bishops and uh some other priests and people before the Ricky event. And um hold, hold on, you got to lean over and pick up all the names you just dropped. <laughs> 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 that was good. <laughs> oh, it just so casually mentioned all, all these bishops. Uh, he said he was blessed. I know. I, it was that was funny though. I thought of it. Can I you can you stop talking for a second? I think the bishops call me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was probably gonna heard that. Anyway, <laughs> I guess I could tell the story. Um, if you can't, I'll just cut it out. Yeah. So, um, no, I was I was talking to uh, I, we were I, I was I said I said to Bishop Brennan, I have to thank you again for shouting out our podcast at um, Monsignor McDonald's funeral mass. I said because it's got like almost seven hundred downloads since then, uh, since you mentioned it. And it just got into this big conversation at the table, and everyone was like, Oh, it's the bishop! (laughs) I'm just going to let that ring. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's not the bishop, then. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. No, it's... it's, I would have answered it if it was... (laughs) (laughs) Um... I just want to make sure nothing's gonna ring again. All right. Anyway, so we're having this big conversation about the podcast, and people are asking about it, and I'm sharing about it, and everyone's like, "That's so great! Oh, that sounds awesome! 700 downloads, blah blah blah." Bishop Barris comes back to the table, and he says, "What? What? Wait! What? What is this we're talking about now?" 
And I said, oh, it's my podcast. And he says, oh, that's right. I heard you have like 14,000 downloads or something like that. <laughs> Maybe total <laughs> over the course of seven years. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I was like, oh, no. I was like, it's like 700, which I was really excited about. But it sounds horrible compared to 14,000. <laughs> so I was like all embarrassed. And then he was like, oh, I think that was Father Ketchum's uh, videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we're not as good as him no what are you gonna do yeah you know well he does show them to a whole group of high schoolers yeah he's he does videos you can see his you can see his <laughs> yes, so, you can so watch beautiful. his videos yes, yeah. you can watch him so we want to talk about um our maybe a christmas memory something like that uh but before we do that, we have a special guest with us that I've never met, but a faithful listener. A faithful of listener that Clawberg is appropriate if you introduce. Ladies and gentlemen, what you are about to encounter is a young man who is a St. Anthony's High School student. He's a lifeguard. He goes to Mass, which is very nice. Every Sunday? Every Sunday, including goes to Mass during the week here at St. Anthony's High School. He should be a priest. He should be a priest. Send him to me. <laughs> so uh, I want to welcome our good friend, uh, Joe Welling, onto the podcast. I'm going to give him my 1912 headphone set. <laughs> Listen, what's going on? This Does, he know what? Does he know what to great. do if any planes have to land? <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to know if you know what to do if you have to land any planes wearing those headsets. <laughs> I've never met you. Nice to meet you, Joe. Nice to meet you, too. I'm Justin. Now, have you met Father Sean? Yeah, of course. Yes. And you know Nolan, the little guy in the... Hey, what's up, Joe? There he is. In real life, I'm very big. <laughs> <laughs> I meet little guy. And I just met you, the little guy in the square thing. <laughs> so, what's your favorite Christmas tradition? Uh, it's tough. Is it going to Mass on Christmas? Yeah. That's what your mom told us to mention that you went to Mass on Christmas. (laughs) But now you can tell us what your real favorite tradition is. Tradition, favorite present, like a good Christmas present. something like that. I have my favorite present of all time in mind. Me too. I got it locked away. Uh, My favorite present is probably the air hockey table we got one year. Ah, Is it still work? No. It's broken. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, though. That means you used it. Yeah. Yeah, That means it was a good gift. (laughs) What about a tradition? Do you have any? I go to grandma's every year. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's what do you eat? Uh, oh, it depends. She likes filet mignon. She always drinks it. Yeah. Wow. Dinner. Yeah. Doing Christmas right. So, tell them about meatballs. What what is special about meatballs and in, in the Welly House? Maybe something oh, that you might have learned from a great campus minister at St. Anthony's High School. A little trick you can do once in a while when you have a meatballs. Trick. All right. So the story with meatballs is Clover. <laughs> no, it's funny. Clover was over our house one night for dinner. And mom was making meatballs out of the, the crock pot. And so he just like, Joe, come here. And he'd take a meatball and he'd pop it in his mouth every once every five minutes. It was like, <laughs> was, it, was it after dinner or before dinner? I can't remember. Before, during, before, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. make yourself right at home, Clawberg. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing, though. He's just like, pop meatballs whenever he sees me in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Weird at all. <laughs> and then, but then, but then Joe started popping meatballs too. He started doing the same exact oh, thing. Oh, of course, they're, started... de- they're delicious. Yeah, yeah. Why not? 
And tell him what I brought to the house the next time I came. Oh, yeah. I wasn't there, but he brought a cake that just said meatball on it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, not even meatballs, just meatball. <laughs> <laughs> there was a movie called Meatball starring Bill Murray. Yeah. And that movie probably is came out in 84, maybe? And it's still younger than the headphones that Clover is using. <laughs> 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 well, I, I appreciate you putting up with Clover. Actually, true story. Yes. They Speaking of Bill Murray, they used those exact headphones in the movie Stripes. <laughs> 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 Military headphones. Yeah, titled Bill Murray Podcast. <laughs> I think that was the best time. It's just because it's random. Clawberg said he has a squirrel story. <laughs> I, I guess that's Justin's way of saying you're done here, Joe. <laughs> that joke could still stay. I've just been thinking about this squirrel story. Yeah, so I, I'm just gonna say a lot. Of, there's a lot of shade being thrown subtly on this podcast. It's Christmas. All I know is. I, in a lot of ways, I could say I, I'm kind of like, I respect, you know, St. Francis and his love for animals, right? Like a 20-minute introduction to everything you have to say. I am just sitting at my desk, and there was supposed love for animals above my desk at my old parish where I was a youth ministering, and we lived together in harmony and peace. There was no love lost. I'd hear him up there. I loved it. Let the squirrels live in warmth, right? Give a nice place to live. I was fine with that. One day... I came to my desk where I had a package of cookies and the cookies were ripped open and they were eaten and they weren't eaten entirely. I couldn't figure it out. So I went next door and I kind of asked the faith formation people if they maybe ate my cookies. No big deal. I'm willing to share. I'm like, Jesus, it's all good. She goes, no, it was those squirrels. We saw them on your desk. So then it was over. There was no more living in harmony for me. We called the squirrel guy. We got them in the cages. We locked the hole up. They got in the roof. And never again was there squirrels living above my office because they broke the rules and they ate cookies without asking for them. So throw the blanket on him and hit him with a hammer. Hold on, hold on. Father Sean, where's the homily? (laughs) Yes. Well, so... There was a squirrel that popped his head out of the lights while I was giving a homily two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) And to connect the squirrels to St. Anthony's, the the same squirrel was running around the church, and somebody came into the confessional to tell me there's a squirrel running around, and I chased it. And it was right on top of the St. Anthony statue, and I was going to reach for it, and then it jumped, and I was like, I shouldn't grab a a stray squirrel. But I didn't. But anyway, so Clawberg's squirrel story, right? I think that sometimes when we look at um, things like we hold on to stuff that we idolize. And sweets can be something, especially during the holiday season, that we idolize. Sweets become of the utmost importance. And Clawberg had all those cookies and probably wasn't intending to share them. He was probably going to eat all of them himself. And that squirrel came and ate those squirrels and taught Clawberg that he needs to share. Not necessarily with animals, but those poor people who worked in the office, maybe they wanted one of those cookies as well. And I think he learned a valuable lesson that day. And so did that squirrel, Father. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a scene in Christmas Vacation that uh, a squirrel pops out of a Christmas tree, and every year we watch Christmas Vacation, so we just tied it back to the question of favorite Christmas traditions. How about that? How about that? 
I could say my favorite Christmas present of all time was Independence Day. Ah, the VHS. The VHS. My mom didn't want us to watch it because it was rated PG-13. This movie came out in 1997. And it was our last Christmas. Ten years after Clubberg's headphones. Guys, I ate all. Of Ten years after they went out of uh, uh, business. <laughs> 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 so, my mom didn't want us to watch it, and every like we all know, moms are the ones that probably buy all the presents. Yeah. Yeah. So and Santa, um, but my dad bought Independence Day. For us, because he knew how badly we wanted to see it. Hmm. And after we opened up our presents, and that, he, he always gets one thing for us every year. Yeah. And waits to the end to give it to us. And so we, I, we opened that up, and we were so excited that we started watching it right then. And we had to stop because we had to go to my aunt's house. And VHSs, when you stop them, they stay in the same spot. We went to our aunt's house. We popped it back in and finished it after Christmas dinner. Yeah, that's probably the greatest present I've ever gotten. And since since then, Bill Pullman has been my favorite president. <laughs> we will not go quietly into the we will night. Not go quietly into the, into the night. What about you, Nolan? So I don't know if I would call my favorite, but like one thing I always loved doing as a kid, and like I like doing to this day. Um, with my own kids is is like going to look at Christmas lights like just driving around and and it's kind of a bummer this this year in the last couple of years because I don't know if you noticed but like Newsday every year puts out like a list of like houses to go see really like but but it's it's garbage like half of the houses on there like are not even worthy of like going to look at like I think people are just like writing in like like just to get people to come to their come house to for house. some reason yeah, like it's like I don't even know. Like, you know, a few strands of lights, but I don't know. As a kid, I always I always really loved Christmas lights and I like bringing my kids or you know, driving around the neighborhood and checking out the lights on people's houses. Which segues into my Christmas tour, but I think I've talked about it here. Yeah. Yeah. So I won't mention it again. However, this year we have two visitors that are coming from Nashville just to go on my walking New York City Christmas tour. One of the big traditions of the Christmas tour in New York City is that Justin always gets mad at me because I don't love it as much as he does. Well, it's not that. You you could not love it as much as me, but you just don't have to be as vocal about it. I just let people know how I feel. Yeah, he comes on the Christmas tour but doesn't like the Christmas tour. But I like the people on the tour. It makes no sense. So that's why I go. It used to be when I was in the seminary, and I couldn't wait to get out and be with my brother and my friends. And even though I wasn't excited about the things that we were going to see, I was excited to be with the people that I love. Now you just made me feel bad. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. You still don't have to be as vocal about that. Clubberg. <laughs> so I was about 10 years old, and Nintendo was big back in my heyday. All right. BA select start up up down down left right BA select. Except that those headphones were not compatible with your Nintendo <laughs> because they were too old. Did I? So. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I, you know, I was, I really wanted Super Mario Brothers 2. So we open all the gifts up and there's no Super Mario Brothers 2. But you know, you act like you're happy and I was miserable on the inside. <laughs> parents like, you get anything you wanted? I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks mom and dad. But my parents aren't stupid. They knew what I wanted. They know I wanted this Super Mario Brothers 2. So I was very disappointed. Kind of walk around the house a little bit, doing my thing, went in my room. I come back out and my father goes, oh, honey, 
look what's underneath the tree over there on the other side. And it was wrapped in like cartoon paper. So he, he goes, yeah, he goes, I meant to tell you this. A man with a beard gave this to me on the train and had me drop it off here. So a white beard, an older man with a big white beard. So I opened it up and it's Super Mario Brothers 2. I was never so excited in my entire life. And to this day, he still claims a big man with a beard. <laughs> so old man with a beard, referring to Santa Claus, gave it to him, and that gift was given to him by Santa Claus, quote-unquote. To this day, he swears by that story. So it was a very happy day for me, indeed. That's awesome. That's, That's clutch. Yeah. Speaking That's the Santa only Claus Mario game I didn't have. I missed really? out. Yeah. I was just on a tour with uh, Chris Tomlin, and they would hand out cookies as everyone walked in and candy canes as everyone walked out. And like certain cities, they hired fake Santa Clauses to come and greet people. <laughs> and I know more about fake the fake Santa Clauses than I thought I ever would. It's like a mafia. They're all connected. They're all connected. And did, you, did you break down St. Nicholas for them? No, I should have, yeah. Slapping Arius. Everyone's Gre- they were all very nice. nice. There's probably four of them. Grabbing heretics by the beard and punching them in the face. <laughs> Santa John at the Beacon Theater was looking on his phone. I was like, I don't think Santa John's that, that, welcome that, back. That, that kind of changes the magic a little bit. Yeah, but his name's not Santa. It's Santos. That's an earnest reference. Well, I feel like, Father Sean, you should say something religious to make this worthwhile. So I think we know that the whole reason why we get together for Christmas is to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. And we remember that with all the things that we talk about, all the traditions, we give thanks to God for the ability to have these gifts, to have the time with our family, and to be thankful that even though we turn our back on God, he never turns his back on us and sent his only begotten son into the world, not to condemn us, but to save us. Jesus, the light of the world, in the time where it's the most darkest throughout the year, at least in this part of the country. That, we didn't plan that. No, that was all. That just came right out. Off the cuff. It's all the Holy Spirit or just a canned answer. That you got ready to <laughs> Are you doing the Midnight Mass? I am doing the Midnight Mass. You got anything up your sleeve? Uh, not right now. <laughs> Fair enough. I have. I had something. I should have known. Your sleeves are rolled up. I know. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> is your Midnight Mass I'm... actually at midnight? Yes, it is. The first year I was at St. Patrick's and somebody called up and asked what time midnight mass was. And I was like, what the hell's wrong with this person? And the lady <laughs> at the front desk was like, it used to be at 10.30. And I was like, all right, now I feel bad that I judged this person. But Jesus forgave me in the sacrament of reconciliation, which everyone should try to do before Christmas. Ah, another good answer. Yeah, I'm hearing a ton of <clears throat> confessions this week. I'm all jacked up. When... <laughs> How long are you going to be in the box, as Monsignor McDonald used to say? Well, yesterday I was there for almost four hours. Today I was at St. Anthony's. But it, there's a lot of breaks at St. Anthony's, so I feel like I'm cheating. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, like you get a lot ten minutes. Go to the get, yeah, then you get a 40-minute break. So it's like it's a lot of free time. Then Father I, Sean, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question that you probably haven't – you probably haven't uh, – you probably can't answer. Have you ever had someone confess that they lied to their kids about Santa Claus? I guess I could say no because it's not revealing anything. Okay. But you haven't. Yeah. You've never had someone confess that. No, not that I can remember. 
I'm just curious. It's a conversation a lot of Catholics are having these days. Really? About whether <laughs> yeah. or not you should be lying about Santa Claus? Yeah. It's all over. It's all over the water. Holy cooler. cow! There's Vatican police outside our office right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> bye bye, Father oh, Choice. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. It's the Pope Mobile just rolled down uh, <laughs> one ten or whatever street that is. The, the seal is broken. <laughs> seal is broken. <laughs> well, just for the record, uh, Bishop Brennan's nephew uh, told me that if he becomes the president, I could carry the football around for him all the time and drive him around in the limo. And if he becomes the pope. I could drive the Pope Mobile. The only problem is living that long to see either one happen might not happen. But at least I got a chance right, to drive the president or the Pope around. I'm real excited about that. But now you're not eating buns anymore, so you might be able to make it that far. I, you know what? You have. Maybe I was I gonna could. say. Yeah. This yeah. is a new Clubberg. This the is only the new. I, I could tell. Svelte. I, I don't. Healthy. I don't see Clubberg as much as you guys, but you know he's losing. This is eco-friendly Clubberg. He's walking around the hallway. His pants are falling. Down. <laughs> <laughs> he's rushing around trying to find headphones, yeah. and every ten steps, he's <laughs> lifting his pants up. I don't have a dollar to buy new clothes with, so I might be going to the thrift shop pretty soon. So. <laughs> Working for the Roman Catholic Church. It's a wonderful thing. Well, God bless you. So the only thing sadder than watching Clubberg eat a Wendy's burger without a bun was watching Clubberg recently eat a Wendy's burger without a bun with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that, was, that was supposed to be for my Frosty. <laughs> You gotta make the sacrifices for your fellow brother, you know? So just on. eat it with your hands at that point. Well, I was trying to be, we were in Smith Town. I was trying to be a little classy. <laughs> if I was in Mastic where I grew up, no problem. I'll get it with my hands. Hands you know? all day. Oh, oh the grease gosh. on your pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, this was fun. It was. I had a blast. Very good. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. What well, happened to the final question? The final question, I don't know. It, it just kind of went away. Because that Santa Claus one would have been a great final question. That would have been yeah. a great final question. Ask another uh, a tough one there, Nolan. You're around all these Catholics. What we circles. should have done, we kind of, let's just skip this. Because now we all know the final question. We know we're going to get caught. What we should have yeah, done was we should have gotten Liz to ask her the question and then put her on the spot. Uh, really you can do it now. You can edit it. <laughs> yeah. We should do that. All right. So the way, have you ever listened to the podcast? Yes. Oh, you have listened to the podcast. Okay, so we're going to ask you the final question now. It's a tough <laughs> theological question, and as the chair of the theology department at St. Anthony's, no, 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 no. we figure you're the most qualified to, to answer this question. Nolan's not talking. Okay. Yeah, put it no, put it, because Nolan's going to oh, ask you. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All right, Nolan, go. All right, Liz, I'm going to put you on the hot seat for a minute. So this is a really important question. Okay. Something that's been debated a lot recently in Catholic circles. Are you, <laughs> are you, a, if 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 a parent is to, how do I say this? Uh, put forth the the myth of Santa Claus as a real uh, person. Is is that person a heretic? Say this again. <laughs> if if a, if a, if a if a parent is to raise their children believing in Santa Claus, is that is that heretical and wrong because you're lying to your children? No, I don't think so. Amen. Oh, she, she beat me to it. She answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> Just, well, 
I'll just, I'll just cut it in. It's supposed oh. to get cut off by an amen. Oh. <laughs> it was a good, it was a good reaction. Though. She, she just responded like it was great. Always about Montini McDonald. What about? What about you guys asking him about the last Jedi? The last <laughs> Jedi. I don't even know the first Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have your work cut out for you editing this one. God bless everyone who listens to this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for playing along, Liz. <laughs> You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.